Honk, honk, honk. All aboard the podcast bus. Honk, honk, honk. Get out. Honk, honk, honk. Get them out. Whip them up them titties. Because here we go. All aboard the sexual harassment bus. <laughs> here at Podgus Studios, we don't have a sexual harassment policy. Honk, 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 honk. Uh, our policy is called honk away. If it's honkable, just go for it. All right? <laughs> That's our policy around here. Go. Huggle. It's easy for me to make these jokes because, you know, there are only two people in this office and neither of us want to honk each other. <laughs> We're pretty safe. What's up, gang? It's me, Alval, a.k.a. Ava, a.k.a. Avagus, a.k.a. Algus, a.k.a. Alvalgus, a.k.a. Valgus, a.k.a. anything you like. Under the LGBTQI2A plus umbrella. <laughs> um, I'm getting the sillies out. <laughs> right away. Um, I'm dressed. I'm dressed for sport. How do you guys like my look, video people? Dressed for sport. I'm a sports girl. Uh, <laughs> um, what was I? Oh yeah. So it's, it's the day after, usually the day after getting electrolysis on my face, fucking a million little needles just jabbed into my face, burning any traces of facial hair at the root permanently. Um, it hurts like a motherfucker and your face gets all red. And I decided last time. I put a foundation on my face, I put makeup on my face, and then I broke out. I was like, what is this? What am I, a fry boy at McDonald's? What am I, a, a minimum wage hire out of grade nine, first summer job? No. You know what I mean? I broke out like I was, hi, hey, what's up? Hey, guys, do you think I'm cool? That's what I broke out. It, I broke out as 13-year-old me. <laughs> it was bad. And on top of that, I was all burnt up. So I decided, not again. I'm not going to put makeup on my face uh, after getting electrolysis because I also figured this is my deduction of the science, you see, is they've just taken needles to my face, right? And they've burnt a little hole in my face, <laughs> a microscopic little hole. And so if I like put on makeup, it's going to go right into that hole. It's going to clog up the pores. It's going to be all gross makeupy cream and shit all up in my pores. And surely I need it to heal. I need to expose it to air and clean, not dirty. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. This jacket is dry clean only, which means it's dirty. Uh, <laughs> I wish I made that up, but it's a Mitch Hedberg joke. Yeah, gotta give. Yeah, you know what? It's not theft. Oh no. Are we still recording? Yeah. It's not theft if you acknowledge it after the fact. It's a classic. Mitch Hedberg joke, but I do, every time I wear this, I mean, it's fucking true. Some things that are dry clean only, I'm like, yeah, I'm never taking this in, you know? I scrunched it up into a ball one day and put it in my purse, 
because I didn't want to carry it around. And now it's like permanently wrinkled all over. I could take it in to get it straightened out. But who has that kind of time? You know what I mean? Why would they make things dry clean only? Why? Can't there be a way around that? Can't you, I don't know, hybridize some materials so that it still feels the same, but you could, but you could throw it in the wash, you know? No? Is that too much to ask? Science, come on, you know? Science, come on. You can give, you can come up with all kinds of pills that make me grow a set of tits, but you can't figure out how to put two fabrics together so that I can throw it in the wash. Or iron this thing? Bullshit. I call bullshit. It's actually the dye, not the fabric. I used to work for a fashion company. It's the dye, not the fabrics, you say. Well, well, then. So what, if I washed it, it would fade? Oh, it might have other colors fading onto it if I throw it in. Well, I don't want that. I did ruin two shirts this week. <laughs> oh, because I learned a lesson the hard way. I, uh, I, uh, I wore a bathing suit to Pride, and I, so I, was, I sweated all up. And in my head, I was like, what's the worst that could happen if I throw it in the laundry? And I threw it in with everything else, and the blue bled onto all, a whole bunch of my shirts. Good shirts that I like to wear. That's obviously why they're in the laundry, because I like to wear them. <laughs> and now they're like all spotty and blue, a little bit tie-dyed. So a part of me wonders if I can wear them ironically now and just with full confidence, head, head high, chest out, be like, fuck you, this is... I just I like it the way it is. This is how it was made. And if you don't like it, that's your problem, amigo. You know? So I think I'm just going to do that. You know? I've had stains on shirts before where I'm like, well, that's just the way it is. And I'll keep wearing it. Because who, who, who cares that much, you know? I feel like I should. I feel like some people, you know. I got, okay, talk about fashion. This, all right. So talk about, talk about fashion. It's Fashion Corner with Al Val. Um, this one person, I get, okay, I get backhanded compliments sometimes. I mean, everyone does, yes, of course. But, but mine, I joke about this on stage. I have a bit about being called brave in public and just how, how it's not the compliment people think it is and it's like patronizing and it makes me feel like a three-legged dog on breakfast TV where they're like, this is muffins and muffins can swim. Come on, muffins. Show us how you swim. Um, it's got the same tone as when people say, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Yeah. It's like a different way of saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so anyways, the bit is the bit, but uh, this one person, I might turn this into something, who knows. But... Uh, an acquaintance I know in the comedy circles, she tends to be pretty fashion forward. She always shows up wearing something funky and she's in like leotards, full body onesie leotards, leopard print at comedy bar. And I'm like, strong choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? Um, what was it? Monty? Marty. Yeah, yeah. Monty. Yeah, yeah, Marty. She's, I'll say it, she's a critic in, she's a comedy critic in Toronto, which, you know, 
critics, you know, <laughs> critics, you know, yeah, uh, critics, you know, <laughs> but she likes me, so it's cool. <laughs> she thinks I'm great. So critics, you know, critics, some critics know what they're talking about. Anyways, <laughs> critics. Um, so she came up to me. She's like very strong fashion choices and she came up to me one time at comedy bar and she was like you know you inspire me and in my head I was like oh boy here it comes but she was like I I decided after like following your uh your story long enough I, I decided there is no shame in wearing the same outfit twice <laughs> she was like you made me you gave me the courage to wear the same clothes over and over and over again and i was like ow i mean okay at face value at face value i was like okay listen this is one of those things that i responded where it was like wait why do you need courage for that yeah exactly <laughs> it's one of those things that i wouldn't have a pr I wouldn't have had a problem with it. I wouldn't have been insecure about it until someone else brought it up first. You know what I mean? And even still, I walk away being like, well, should I be insecure about that? When you walk away from an exchange still unsure if you need to be insecure about something, then then it's discardable. Then, like, you never should have... You should never have to bother with it in the first place. You know what I mean? So I'm going to continue go on wearing the same fucking clothes that I like to wear. Who's buying a new wardrobe every week? Well, exactly. That's, that's what comes to mind. How much money does Yeah. Who is buying, I don't know, people, thrift shop or whatever. I guess you like, you match things differently. So it's the, the combinations make it new again. But like, I don't know. I bought a dress for a wedding that I love and I want to wear it again. I want to wear it again. When else am I going to get to wear it again? At the Met Gala? I'm never going to get invited to that thing. And if I do, I'm going to say no. Because it's full of pretentious fucking asshats. Wearing, I don't, wearing. The Met Gala is so fucking stupid. Maybe I don't get it. Because it's fashion. And I'm sure, like, it's there's a reason everybody dresses weird. And it's, it's costume. And it's whatever. Chic. Costume chic. And there's a fucking history to it, and it's a charity thing or whatever. But when I see somebody dressed like a literal teapot, like you're on the cast of Beauty and the Beast live on Broadway, then I'm just going to laugh at you. I'm not showing up to a place unironically dressed like a teapot or the wardrobe or uh, the candle or the clock. <laughs> I'm not showing up like a cast member of Beauty and the Beast live on Broadway. <laughs> Um, you used to work in the fashion industry? No shit. Yeah. What, when you were 12? At a sweatshop? Oh. So you... Okay. Okay. So if you watch the interviews, they'll be like, who are you wearing? But they How do that. They ask, who are you wearing at, at red carpets and shit red all the time? But the, the Met Gala is the purpose of that specifically. Like the red oh. Carpet, a lot of the time it's for like a movie date. Okay. You know what I 
So at the Met, it's like that's everyone knows the score and everybody's cool with it. Okay. It's about the designers. It's about the designers. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, can you do me a favor and look up uh, images of whatever like keyword search for like weird runway fashion or whatever? Let's sort through some like really obnoxious, really out there stupid things. I remember a while ago, you could even look this up. The human backpack thing. Do you remember when that went viral? Where <laughs> yeah, like yeah. runway models were wearing other runway models like... Con body contorted into a backpack. And these models with straight faces, which is like some great acting, to be honest. Oh my God, that woman's chin is inside another woman's pussy. <laughs> that, and that was just dangling. They're just, they hung people on people. Wow. Wow. There's got to be a shower backstage at these things. No? Can you, like, give your crotch a little psh psh before you go out, you know? Just for the sake of, it's like, you're, her asshole is pointed right up her nose. Um, see, okay. I, I vaguely understand. I vaguely understand that <clears throat> runways and fashion... Poochie. I vaguely under, I understand that there are things that I that I'm I don't belong to that universe, so obviously there's a lot that I'm missing out on. But I correct me if I'm wrong, but I vaguely understand that fashion runway <clears throat> looks are meant to be this like over exaggeration, this purposely envelope pushing, eye catching thing. And then trends are sort of set in a more normalized, like toned down way that's from those shows. That's how it used to be? Yeah, so the way, that's how it worked before social media. Okay. So social media and the way virality works and all that kind of stuff, they're now taking it to the point where it's not, like, it's not even what they're actually selling. What they're selling is like, it's just advertising. Uh-huh. So Yeah. Small things over there, you know, generals and shit. And then not sell anything like it because it gets people talking about them. So oh, so it's just sensationalist. Okay, so it's just, it's kind of gotten out of hand to the point where it's just sensationalism yeah, and it's just fine. meant to, I see. Yeah, well, it works. The human backpack thing, in that case, gotta give it up to human backpack. That was genius. That was great. Well done. I get, it makes you wonder how many of these viral things are like done intentionally as like a really smart marketing thing. Like the Grimace shake trend where people would like say happy birthday Grimace and then they take a drink of the Grimace, Grimace shake from McDonald's uh, available in limited supply for a short time only. <laughs> We're not sponsored by McDonald's, I promise. Um, but people, the trend was people would like be like, happy birthday, Grimace, and they'd drink a thing, and then it would cut to uh, a frame of whatever. They would There would be chaos, and usually it would be horrific. 
it would be like yeah it would be like they would be passed out or dead covered in the purple goop and and eerie creepy things would be happening just to imply that it yeah guy drinking in a forest yeah and then jump scare that one's a jump scare that one sucked but, but most of them are like uh, you know people half hanging out of drywall and it looks like they got recently uncovered after a brutal murder anyways yeah we'll we'll throw on one more is this one good I'm trying to find a good one but it makes me wonder if if this is one of those things where McDonald's half lucks out and the people themselves do the marketing for them <clears throat> or, you know, and they just sit back and they just collect their dollars or if it was like a, an actual marketing campaign like designed by someone who is hired by McDonald's to be like, let's get the kids to do something funny that they enjoy between themselves on their own that they'll like influence each other to do. Or maybe it's a combination of both. Somebody made the joke and then McDonald's was like, this is good, this will catch on. Let's pay people to do the Grimace Challenge. And now people are just doing it for free, you know? It's amazing how people do free marketing for this stuff. There was a, a famous rapper that did it. This is the only video I can think of that. Okay, famous rapper does Grimace Challenge. What is it even flavored with, you know? What does it taste like? Purple. Ew, it's in his hair. His friend is laughing at him. Ew. Which rapper is that? Sugar Red. Sugar Red? Trippy Red or yeah, Sugar? <laughs> Okay, I thought you said sugar red. <laughs> it's like real boomer moment. Oh, sugar red? <laughs> Does he do rapping? <laughs> oh my god. So embarrassing. Uh, I'll make a good mom someday. I don't know. I'll adopt a kid. I'll adopt a small black child and he'll get into like black culture and I'll and I'll ask him questions when he comes home. Did you do rapping with your friends? I'll, I support your rapping career, sweetheart. Oh, your rapping's... Do you really have to swear that much? <laughs> Is the swearing really necessary? You know? I'm, and I'm, I, I would adopt a black child not out of virtue signaling. I want this to be clear. <laughs> you know? Do you get to choose the race of your kid? I don't know. Probably. Do they just hand you a kid? I feel like if they had no. a, a checkbox over here where it's like, what race kid do you want? That's just a test to see. You know what I mean? Like, if they had that. Yeah. Kid. Well, they want to make sure you're not a racist, right? No, they they, they do extensive. Sure, no, no, no. It's not that you're a racist, but they want to make sure that you're not, getting, you're not trying to get a kid for the wrong reason. Right, 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 right. Big, deep background checks yeah. and shit. Yeah. I, I kind of pictured, besides, once they've done all the checks, 
I kind of pictured it was like a pet shop where it, parents, yeah, come up to the glass and the kids are playing around inside on some uh, shredded hay and stuff. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I like that one. That one seems gregarious. <laughs> can, can we get a closer look at that? And then they take the kid to an, into another room. This is kind of dark. <laughs> if you're adopted out there, what was it like? Send us an email or a comment to tell us what the adoption process was like. Uh, unless you were in foster care, usually those are horror stories. So if it's fun, <laughs> if you have a fun adoption story, let us know in the comments. Don't bum us out, though. So if your story is not a good one, keep it to yourself. <laughs> Yeah. Adoption at wordentertainment.com. If you have an adoption story or if it's about somebody you know, don't lie now. You can exaggerate a little bit. Comedy rules. Comedians rules. You can exaggerate a little bit. But uh, what was it? Adopt? Adoption at wordentertainment.com. Word is spelled W-E-R-D because it's hip. Because that's how we make things cool. We just we spell them phonetically the same, but with a little twist in there. <laughs> that's how you make cool branding. <laughs> I'm making fun of you, Musa. <laughs> yeah, see, I kind of figured I'm making fun of... Oh, no, am I racist for making fun of a black guy? I don't know. Is it a black or a white thing to... I think it's just a wannabe cool thing to, like, take a word and spell it very slightly different, you know? Um, throwing... A tra trading an S for a Z at the end of something, you know? That's a white thing. Really? There are so many rappers, though, with, like, a Z, a Z at the end of their thing. No? But is it to replace an S? Oh, always. Uh, smoking Z's, <laughs> uh, big peasies, big, big, <laughs> Lil Skrilla with a Z. <laughs> I feel like I could make up a whole bunch of rapper names just by saying Lil, you know? Why is that? Why can't they be more creative about that? That's my question. Why would you want to be the 50th rapper to name yourself Lil something? Lil Baby, Lil Johnson. Ooh, don't name yourself Lil Johnson. <laughs> Everyone's going to think you're going to have a small dick. Uh-oh. <laughs> How did we get here? We were talking about... Yeah, fashion. Before that, dry cleaner. Let's retrace our breadcrumbs. We went... Fashion runway. From let's go from step just now back to the beginning. <laughs> rapper names and misspelling names. Rapper Grimace. Oh. Oh, wait, McDonald's didn't like the Grimace challenge? It was probably scoring them a lot of money. No? No, because I mean I saw It's free marketing for them. Yeah, but if you just look up 
They want their stuff coming up. All right. You know? It was viral marketing because of the Grimace shake. Yeah. And then the fashion thing. Yeah. And then we're talking about your jacket dry clean. My jacket dry clean because it's dirty. Yeah. And then inspiration, I inspired uh, Marty to wear the same thing twice. And then before that, I think that was about. I think I just started talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Wow. And look at the t look at the time and space we've covered. I'm a sprinter, you know. I'm a sprinter and a marathoner. How even the fuck? Qu'est-ce que fuck? You would say in French. To all my Frenchies out there, qu'est-ce que fuck? Real ones, no. Um, I wanna I wanna talk about. This is one thing I wanted to talk about today. Uh, I watched the American Gladiators documentary on Netflix. It is so good. <clears throat> It is so good. It's the best. It's called Muscles and Mayhem, I think. Uh, and it's on Netflix. And holy shit. So I went in there. I I remember you weren't alive for Gladiators, were you? No. <laughs> well, before your time. I remember uh, never going out of my way to watch. Yeah, that's it. I, I never went out of my way to watch the show, but, you know, when it was on cable, fucking whatever, it was always a really fun show to watch, you know? Regular human, regular human beings, like, physically fit people would, would challenge these, like, roided up, muscle-bound, like, former football players and bodybuilders and shit <clears throat> in these challenges. And, uh, and I thought... Due to the trailer, I thought this docu-series was going to be about, like, the, the the falling apart of the show. And I, I was ready for some, like, hot tea and gossip and, like, them fucking fighting each other and, like, so much scandal. I was hoping for scandal. And what I got instead, and I'm not even complaining, <clears throat> what I got instead was this wholesome story about friendships these gladiators don't roll your eyes i these it was still there were still great parts these gladiators i wanted to hate i was ready to hate them i was ready to come in and be like boo boo you you lunk-headed you fucking brick heads you meatheads whatever your head is made of and it doesn't have got no brain in it ha <laughs> idiots you roided up anger management ass uh but you know what? It was it was a bit of a tragic tale. It was a bittersweet tale of success and corporate exploitation. There was plenty of that. And uh but and yet so I, and I wanted to hate the gladiators so much, but they were all so wholesome and they formed this family. They were all like best of friends. There was no beef. They didn't talk about any of the beef. I don't know if they cut it out. All the only beef they talked about, two things. One time, they in order to like convey the effects of steroids and roid rage, they they told one story of two of the guys were driving in a jeep 
and they argued over the radio station. One of them kept flipping it back, and the driver kept flipping it, and they started screaming at each other, and they pulled over, and then they just kicked the shit out of each other, and then yoinked each other back up, and were like, hey, I love you, man. I'm really sorry about that. I don't know what came over me. Let's go get waffles. And that was the way that story ended, with them being like, <laughs> and then we showed up at Denny's with black eyes and fucking our, our cheeks bleeding. Oh, what a sight that was for them. And you're like, I want, I kind of want more. I want someone to die. I want real gladiators. I want Roman era. I want somebody to lose an eye. You know? And yet, oh, and the other, the only other scandalous story was um, barely even a scandal. One of them was like, yeah, I went on a date with one of my co workers. It was like Ice and Nitro or whatever. All their names were so cheesy. 90s era Nitro, Ice, Laser, Sky, what else? Uh, Turbo, Tower, uh, Laser 2. I thought I saw one of them. You could only see for a second. They like splayed the whole cast. And their names are underneath. And I, somebody had something too. And I think it was Turbo 2 or Laser 2. They ran out of fucking cheesy ideas. Um, anyways. Uh, the only other scandalous story was one guy being like, Yeah, went on a date with one of the other gladiators. And she was like, We did? I think he's lying to you. <laughs> and they both had a... <laughs> and that was it. Except, oh man, I want to talk so much about it because there were some great moments. There was one part where editing, the editing in this show, they did this guy so dirty and I am so here for it. It was so funny. So um, timeline wise, it was like the end of season one and they were like, we knew that we had something special and that we were we really needed to like step it up for season two. So we hired the one guy that we knew had like a sports background and he would take us to the next level. And the music builds up. It's like, do, 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 do. And then it smash cuts. It goes silent to this pudgy Winnie the Pooh shaped guy with gray, thin, balding hair. And he's he's zonked out. He's just staring into the abyss with a small bag of potato chips, just like clomp, clomp, clomp. They did him so dirty with the editing because I'm sure this guy was sitting around interviewing for five hours that day. I'm sure they shot like his whole life story and they instead chose to cut a tiny little break he had to himself where they were like, here, do you want some chips? Just munching away, grazing like a cow. And they built this guy, and they just, they so did him dirty. <laughs> and, and I laughed so hard when I saw that. Because it makes you realize that, like, editing, editing has so much power. So much power. Yeah, yeah, totally. I'm leaving it so much in your hands. And, like, it's true. That's why reality, I'll never do reality TV. Yeah, it's good for exposure, so I won't say never. Clips? Yeah. Oh. Really? Yeah, it's true. Well, they're more. They're like, 
They're much more of a product than a personality. Right, but there are some people on the island Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the people who are able to fucking transcend and make a brand out of themselves. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it. I mean, to be fair, the guy that I'm talking about, really, he didn't do anything to help uh, things. A lot of his interview, he was like, he he used to have like dildos suctioned to his desk. They they showed a picture from back then and they blurred out all the dildos and it was just him at his console just like proudly posing for the camera leaning up and like I swear to god everything around him was blurred. <laughs> there were dildos stuck to everything. And this guy was just he'd like a self-admitted perv. And so uh you know at first I was like oh they did him so dirty but then I realized like he probably wouldn't give a shit. He maybe he probably consented to it. He probably gave them the idea. Anyways, so uh, fucking what else? This is the other thing. Uh, but I think about editing. I don't know if we talked about this already, but like <clears throat> Canada's Got Talent reached out to me maybe t two years ago, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And while a part of me, like I see... Comedians like Courtney Gilmore, uh, a Canadian comic who's like, it's helped propel her career to another level. And she's super charming and so well-deserved. She's amazing. She's hilarious. Um, at the same time, I never responded because a lot of the questions they were asking in the email were like, what are your, what are your toughest struggles and what are your what are you overcoming right now and what's it was very transparently geared towards like uh trauma porn kind of thing you know right, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 and and i and i recognize from a mile away i watch like i watch a single 5 minute clip on canada's got talent and i'm like <clears throat> they like they can do whatever they want about your story and they can even in the case of one comedian, I'll say his name, David Green. You know David Green, right? I feel like we were talking. I don't know if this feels familiar, but David Green is, he's like a, a British immigrant here to Canada <clears throat> whose act is pretty much, last time I checked, it's always been the case. He, he just does puns and they are really clever. But they're cheesy. They're puns, right? So it's, you know, if you're into that, if you're into wordplay, people love him. If you're not, he's still charming. And that's the thing. You would think that he would, all, all his jokes would just be groaners. But I've done plenty of shows with him, and he's good. And people like him. He's a great comic. He does well. He's, he does well. And, and s reliably, too. But his segment on Canada's Got Talent, he tanked. So hard, but I talked to him afterwards and he was like, I was doing fine. I was doing just as well as I always do. And they like sound edited to make it sound like I was bombing. And then the judges all like hit their buzzers right away. It was like, it was sabotage. It was like deliberate sabotage because you look at the, you look at the intro to him and, and everything leading up to his set and they make him out to be a clown. They gave him suspenders to wear. They were like, here, wear these. And he agreed. I mean, he agreed to all of it. He was like, yeah, you know, I'll do it for a laugh. Oi, I'll do it for a laugh. Yeah, bro. 
yeah, bruv, I'll do whatever you want me to, sure. And then, and then they like turned around and they, they made him a, a fool. And I the think it, <laughs> oh my days, what's happened? <laughs> that's not me. Uh, so like, that's the thing. It was my greatest fear confirmed about reality TV that like, you don't have a lot of say in how they portray you. However, when I did drag heels, there were some things that made it into the first cut that I told them to take out that I was like, I don't like that. <laughs> some stuff that was a bit, huh? They were a bit too personal. They were just personal things about like me and my family that I just, you know, I want to save everybody. I want to save my personal life at the same time. You know, I can tell my story just as effectively without stuff like that. Um, anyways, I'm getting off topic. American Gladiators. So this was the tragic part that made that I've been, I want to look at it more optimistically, but essentially, and if you're planning on watching it, I mean, spoiler alert, but it got canceled in the mid nineties. <laughs> Surely you know that by now. So, um, basically, uh, their biggest stars, their biggest gladiators, three, four of them got together before season X, I don't know, five or six, and they were like, they were looking around at what a phenomenon American Gladiators was, sweeping the nation, and, they, and yet they hadn't gotten a raise since like season two or whatever. They were injuring themselves. It was like a grueling, grueling physical schedule. And they're tackling people and they're fucked up and they're tearing muscles and shit. And they're on roids. And so, you know, I don't know. And their pay hasn't increased in four years. And so the group, the core four who were there from the beginning were like, let's, let's effectively strike. Let's come together with a week to shooting time, a week till things start and let's get together and let's say uh give us a cut of the merch at least we see all this merch we have literal fucking figurines of ourselves what a tragedy it is to have a toy of yourself and to not see a single dime from those sales and it's like they signed it's they've gone by the same contract they signed in perpetuity from season one and that's and that was that and that's what the producers said they stonewalled them they're like you you want to you want to do this you really want to do this we're not paying you a, a wooden nickel i don't give a wooden nickel <laughs> and and so the four the core four got fired just like that and they just replaced them they're like irreplaceable and gave them other gladiators you know and, I mean, the show s slowly declined after that, implying that, like, the gladiators themselves, the characters, were the draw, and they were celebrities. But it, but it, makes, me, it makes me wonder two things. First of all, had the rest of the gladiators joined up and been like, all of us or none of us? Maybe they would have had a stronger, more compelling case, i.e., don't cross the picket lines, don't be a, what is it called, a, a slug, a skag, a scab. I think they call them scabs, people who, like, go against 
the union. Yeah. Don't be a scab. I know you're covered in them because you're injured all the time, but don't be a scab. And um, so, so the core four got fired and they, and they kept going. But it also made me a bit sad because it was a story in which the little guy does not win. You know? And I don't know. <laughs> and I say little guy, knowing full well that these people all weigh 260 <laughs> to the little guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the little guy lost. <laughs> Poor little guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the little guys. Put them up. Put them up. The, the poor little guys. But in this in this metaphorical Yeah, poor little guys. Look at these little poor little chaps. These little fellas. God to be tossed around by one of those guys, you know. <laughs> oh man. Now my chair is all wet. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyways, it made me a bit sad that, like, if you sign a contract not being sure, you know, you're, you're being given this shot, you're a nobody, and you don't know how much of a success this show is, nobody does. And you sign this contract that's just, like, in perpetuity, blah, 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 this is it. In perpetuity, throughout the universe forever. Okay, I've heard that. Yeah. And it's so hyperbolic. That was the one they made Chappelle talk about. Yeah? I think that's like the industry standard whenever they talk Wow. Yeah. Like that kind of language, in perpetuity, throughout the universe, yeah. forever. The universe, that is Earth. Yeah. On that's so greed. Like that level of mixture of like foresight and selfish greed to be like, if we colonize Mars... <laughs> we're never going to fucking change this contract. Even if we expand outside of Earth, it's not going to change. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. That level of yeah, like, uh, yeah, <laughs> don't scare the ducky. Yeah. Them being like, yeah. in Throughout the universe in perpetuity forever is like, <laughs> yeah. What if, you know, what if we live? 2,000 years from now. No, no, no. It's mine. It's mine. Always. Forever. No matter where you go, it's mine. That level... See, that's capitalism, baby. Uh, I love it. <laughs> Musa loves it. That's capitalism, baby. But but that's, the, but that's the tragic downside is you can't renegotiate when things change, which they inevitably do, in the universe in perpetuity forever. Things fucking change. And your talent... Needs to be treated fairly. You can't exploit people. Come on, big man. Come on, big man. Wayne and Schuster Enterprises or whatever the production company is. Schuster Limited. Um, you know, I just checked my messages and uh, one of my buddies who is a loyal listener of the podcast sent me another trademark long evaluation slash response of an episode. Gotta love it. I get very intricate feedback from a handful of people. You should ask him what's the best Ooh, he does, he does message me to say, like, this was hilarious. Love this. Oh, but he listens. Him. He's a listener. Still, I mean, yeah? 
Okay. Yeah, yeah I'll scroll back and find all the. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. I'll sort through a whole, a whole bunch because he's great with the notes. He's like that. That could be a stand-up bit, and I never do it. I never turn it into a stand-up bit. This is where my ideas go to just take a day out in the sun and then shrivel up. They're all they're all flowers, and some of them are weeds, and they just grow out for a day, and then uh, bugs get to them. <laughs> I don't know. They have a shelf life. This is where I come to fucking dick around. Anyways, I probably should start forging some stand-up ideas from this stuff. Because there's a lot of shit I say sometimes that I'm like, oh, that could be fun. But anyways, I digress. It just makes me sad that the little man lost in this situation. And, I, and it makes me reflect on... <clears throat> I, I know perfectly well how susceptible I am to bad contracts. I know that no matter how many horror stories I'll see online, a documentary, how many tales of warning of talented artists who were like, who regret their first signing, you know, record label shit with like musicians where they're like, fuck, we have, we're signed up for record thing and we're this massive band and we're not seeing jack shit. Who? Kanye. Kanye? Really? I think it was like fifty fifty deal. See? Fifty-three million dollar touring deal because of like the stage setup and everything. Nobody told him that after taxes and everything, and after paying everybody out, he'd make zero money. Oh. Yeah. So he made zero Connie made zero money on his tour. But also part of it was because of the set design? Well, okay, so the set design <laughs> was they told him, like, hey yeah, you'll have enough money for this. Oh, Oh, they didn't warn him, yeah, they didn't warn him about the extent of the expenses. Right. I see. And so it, it wasn't see? Like, it, was, it came down to the team. It wasn't even the contract. Mm-hmm. And that's just what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's why they exploit, like, and, and musicians and artists. This happens to them all the time. I think it still does. I don't know if the nature of the industry has changed where, like, people don't buy albums. It's, it's all about, like, singles now. Yeah. yeah. But um, for a while there, at least... You know, an, a new upstart band that's just catching he, some heat, like a, a record label would like throw a bunch of cash at them like up front and be like, sign this three record deal with us. And then they would get famous and then they'd be locked in on this shitty deal because they were starving. They were hungry and they made the wrong fucking decision because <laughs> they were too hungry. And that's why hunger is motivating. But it's, you know, it could could screw you over. Got to have a clear mind. You can't be hungry and have a clear mind sometimes, is what I'm saying. Sometimes you make mistakes when you're hungry. It's like Snickers says. You're not yourself when you're hungry. Snickers knew. What if yourself isn't ambitious enough? Then you got to be hungry. Yeah, that's true. If yourself isn't ambitious, then have a Snickers. Then don't have a Snickers. Yeah. Because you know what? In those commercials... The hungry version of the guy was like Joe Pesci, and he'd be like, yeah, it's a lot more yeah, yeah, and I'd be like, I would rather be Joe Pesci than this schmuck at a fucking house party, you know? I'd rather be Joe Pesci than anyone. <laughs> I'd rather be Joe Pesci than myself. Are you kidding? 
Can you imagine if I had Joe Pesci on as a guest? Is he dead? Who died? Somebody died. Not Joe Pesci. Anybody but Pesci. Yeah, Pesci's alive. Oh, Pesci's alive. Who's the other mafioso type actor guy who died fairly recently? That's it. Ray Liotta. R.I.P. He was in Cocaine Bear. <laughs> Remember him from Cocaine Bear? Such such memorable. Yeah, he was. Such memorable roles. It's it's really funny. I liked it. I was with people who one of them said he didn't like it, but that's because he was squeamish. And it's like. Over the top, like super, super well, yeah, fun, gory. Fair. Yeah, it's supposed to be, of course. Um, I thought it was funny. I thought it was like you go into these things knowing exactly what it is. It's called fucking cocaine bear. So I enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, Ray Liotta is the bad guy. I think confirm it. I I'm like ninety nine percent on this. He was in it for sure. Yeah, yeah, he's the bad guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, American Gladiators, man, I recommend, I recommend it. It was so, and in the end, I fell in love with all of these gladiators. And I'll tell you what, LGBT representation, two of the ladies on the cast were lesbians, not with each other. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah yeah they two of them were lesbians um but it was so nice the way they spoke about they were like uh one of them was like yeah it wasn't a problem with anybody on the cast they're all like super chill about it and she tells one story about how all the dudes saw like one of the contestants one of the challengers and they were all like making bets on who would like take her home and then the next day in the hotel lobby, look who shows up on her arm, but lesbian gladiator. So, yeah. So she ended up scoring the girl that everybody was competing for. It was so wholesome, just what a family they were. And they were all like, oh, you got us. Oh, shit. You know, and they were so wholesome. They were a family. And I loved hearing that. I loved hearing that. It made me sad to hear that, like some of them got fired for whatever and you could hear the sadness in their voices when they okay they showed they showed two different trigger warning two different knee injuries and me who has suffered plenty on my left knee oh yeah that's a scar from the surgery yeah i've got a one massive scar up the middle and i've got like a tuberosity right here so I can't like, it's like a growth of cartilage, I think, just hardened cartilage that like pokes out of your knee. And so like getting down, kneeling down, this thing fucking hurts. There's, it's got nerve endings in it and it's just like, ah, I don't think you can. I think it's just like that. I'm going to have to get a replacement eventually. It's inevitable. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because it's, yeah. Because it's bone on bone right now. I had a meniscectomy, which they scrape out the meniscus, which is like the buffer yeah, between your knees. I'm pretty fucked. Yeah. yeah? How yeah, bad was it? Okay. Ugh. It was different because he had like other injuries as well that mm -hmm. kind of made it so he couldn't be as active. 
But when he was like a little younger, when he was like around thirty, forty, like he had a like maybe like a coffee and Saturday night movie with buddies. <sighs> after that it was kinda yeah, he was like nah. you know, you can change stuff like that. But then again it was back in the day where it wasn't as the technology wasn't the same. Yeah. So maybe it's it'll probably, be a little better. It's better. Yeah, it's better. I bet it's it's better. If he really works on rehab, he'll probably be better. Because he was the kind of guy mm-hmm. where it's like you gotta like he, he got liver surgery. Oh, yeah. See, I take pretty good care of my body. I'm pretty good. I almost I is to the point where not this isn't why would it even be a brag? But uh, I'm like, I'm trying to eat less healthy. I, I'm trying to. It's a lifetime of like guilt when I like eat overly unhealthy like my body start I start to feel it physically sluggish and and in my mind I'm just like you need a salad you need and you need to like go for a walk or at least you know yeah. it's all like self-perpetuated it's just you know but isn't that the right way to be shouldn't you be guilty about doing bad things to your body no I'm I'm proud that that's that's the way I am <laughs> but so now it's like I have to I I understand that when you take hormones, you're not just going to get a shapely figure by doing the same thing you've always done. You have to accumulate fat. And so by all accounts that I've read, you need to gain weight when you're transitioning and then you can choose to cut it afterwards. But like, where's the fat going to come from if you're not consuming it? Wait, so if you're in a transition, you get a bulking fat? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's how you get big fat tits and a big fat ass is by getting fat and then cutting down. That's what I've heard. Um, And, you know, some of the evidence is there. But like at the same time, my family genetically were just lean. And I and I and it's uh, kind of uh, I'm like blessed that it's a bit harder to gain weight. You know, we're all athletic and we just kind of stay that way <laughs> but we also have pretty good habits my whole family um where was i going with this yeah but i'm wondering if i should start eating like shit a little bit Why not? i want to treat myself but at the same time it's it's no, that no, no, don't look at it as treating yourself because then you're gonna rewire your brain and you're gonna keep doing it afterwards you gotta be aware you're eating like shit mm-hmm. yeah I, I know i eat like shit i still do it yeah but then I, um, I'm going to have to reprogram the guilt complex around that. Where, like, Why? my second pizza of the week, I have to be like, this is all good. This is part of the plan. Every time I step on the scale, I'm like, this is all good. This is part of the plan. I see my abs go away. I'm like, this is good. This is all part of the plan. I feel like you can't do both. You can't be guilty and be aware of part of the plan. Oh. But who's to say that I'm also paranoid? I don't know where the if the weight is going to go to the proper places. I could trust the science. I could trust the science, but I don't want it to go to my waist. I want to, you know, I want to keep this. Just make it go to the places where I want to go. What did um, what did Bill Burr say? He goes, you can eat your way into it. You can also, or you eat, you ate your way into it. You can walk. Your you way can, out. yeah. You ate your way in. You can walk your way out. I have enough faith in myself that I would be able to like trim back down, but it's it's the it's the bulking up that is intimidating to me. Plus, it's going to be expensive. Buying way more food. Eat fast food. Eat fast food. 
really, don't go to the store and buy shit like that. Because it's the quickest way to gain weight is seed oils. Sea oils? Seed oils. Seed oils. Yeah, because it's like the most calorie dense thing. Oh. You know what I mean? That's why fried food is so horrible. So like cooking with like sunflower oil. Yeah, like if you fry chicken, that's horrible. Right. Yeah. Oh. But see, but then that's also not good for my heart and my bloodstream and my liver. I don't know. Yeah, but I also don't want to be big. This is the thing. I like, I want to be the small one. I want to be the small spoon in all my relationships. You know, I don't want to be big. I don't want to, I don't want, when, when somebody lifts me up, I don't want to be able to hear them go, <laughs> I don't want to hear any noise. I want it to be silent. Like a, like a little person diving into a pool. I want them to be like, huh. <laughs> I don't want them to be, make any noise, you know? Um, <laughs> is that going to get me in trouble? I should stop asking. Fuck it. Who cares? We're fucking, we're, we're fucking. <laughs> Say the N word. This is true story. I've, I've lain in bed with black men who have encouraged me to say it. Yeah, no, I, I, I've, I've, I've talked to some black guys about it, and I've asked them about it. Yeah. Like, your stand up is about that. You're like, is that true? Are some, some people like that? Yeah. Yeah. Do. <laughs> yeah. I now, I, I would never ever do it on my own. I've, <laughs> what? Like, no, I mean, like, with them. <laughs> I've, like, said it along to rap. I'm only human sometimes when you're in the car and Annie Up comes on. What, am I not supposed to sing the fucking lyrics? You know what I mean? Sometimes you just got to uh, grab somebody's money. Sometimes you got to snatch them jewels. And what better way to do it <laughs> anyways? But I have lain a bed with uh, black men before who have implored me to use the word and uh i did it once and afterwards the white guilt i felt was like i don't know I, even with express permission i was like ha, ha, ha. it kind of felt like my ancestors in my head were like yeah <laughs> and i was like no i don't like that what, what was that for a hot second you know it wasn't me. It was the spirits of my deceased great 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 grandfathers be like, "Yeah, do it again." Yeah, you know. So uh, last time I was with somebody who who told me to do it, I I it was so awkward. I was like, "I don't, I don't wanna." <laughs> it's just in the middle of whatever. <laughs> Equal rights. Well, we're equal. You and I. Uh, yeah. So, I don't know. What is the etiquette there? If I'm being given permission, obviously, I don't know. in an... In I don't an, think you could ask me because I get a pretty wild take on it. I think anybody can say it as long as you do. Right. Musa thinks anyone can say it, anyone can say it anytime. Well, I, mean, I think it's <laughs> if you're just like, hey, you know what I mean? Right. If, if you're just referring to it, I think it's fine to be like, the word nigga. I think that's fine. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm not gonna say it. Not me. Yeah, I'm sure there are plenty who do. True. 
I'm sure there are plenty who even think it's hilarious whenever white people say it. Yeah, like there's the, the Family Guy thing where Peter goes on the walk into the neighborhood and say the N-word, and then it cuts to him walking out with a crown, and he goes, they respected me for it. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's a funny joke. There was the There was the video of the teacher. Do you remember that? He was like the high school teacher. <laughs> he was like, I didn't use ER. I used AH. <laughs> ah. <laughs> and then he did it. And then it cuts back to the interviewer. Is like this black woman just staring at him. <laughs> you see? And he's sweating and he's red. He's like, see? It's not a problem. Meanwhile, he's like desperately fighting for his job back. So I think... The morals there that if in in the intimacy of one's home between two consenting adults with permission, explicit permission, express explicit permission, I think it's okay. Okay. And also in my car when Annie Up comes on and no one's around. Okay, the, the question is, would I be more trepidatious if someone asked me to call them the N-word versus if somebody asked me to hit them in the face? I would honestly be more trepidatious about hitting somebody in the face. Okay, thank God. Yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? What, the, what, kind, of white, what kind of guilty white I, people have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christ. I was sorting through my history and like, yeah, for sure. I mean, saying something. Look, because some people like really want to get into it. And really want to smack somebody around. I don't have a violent bone in my body, so. Get smacked. I would rather get smacked. But not hard. I'm. I'm not into. I don't like violence at all in general. You like a little, yeah, a little rough housing. Oh, he likes a little rough housing, don't he? Oh, yeah. I. uh... I think it's I think it's fun within reason. Some people get into it too much. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just not good with pain. I've never been good with pain. I don't like it. I mean, I think I am good with pain, but I would prefer not experiencing it. You know, if given the choice, because I go in, like I said, electrolysis, excruciating as fuck. And I don't know if they're just placating me by saying this, but every time I leave, they always go, you were really good today. And they do have suckers at the door. So now that I'm putting it all together, it feels like they're just kind of patronizing us as we leave. They're like, you were like lollipops. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I've always called them suckers. But. Yeah, lollies at the door. Thank you. Um. But they always tell me when I leave, you were a big girl and you didn't flinch at all. But seriously, sometimes I get whatever worked on that's painful and they're like, you didn't flinch at all. That was kind of impressive. But that's not to say that I like it. I just I'm good at going to a different place. I'm good at meditating it out of the way. And I don't feel like I should have to. That's my point. I don't like pain. I don't understand people who do, you know. Gotta feel it to help you feel alive, but I'm over it. I've had enough pain. Fucking knee surgery, head surgery. How many surgeries have I had? I got a hernia operation in grade five. Grade 
in grade five. It was stressful. It was a stressful time, man. <laughs> yeah, I was going through a divorce, three three kids and another on the way. <laughs> yeah, lost my house. Oh yeah, and the spelling bee was next week. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, hernia. Which I remember, my dad tricked me into into. He didn't really trick me, but he was like, after this operation, your Audi belly button will be an innie. So he kind of reprioritized it in my head to make it sound like more of a cosmetic thing because I was getting bullied like mercilessly at my Lithuanian school for fucking everything and anything. And when you're, you know, what, 10 years old, grade five, 10 years old, you're sensitive to whatever. I just want to make it all stop. So I'm like, all right, if you're going to turn my belly button that gets made fun of into if you're going to take away that ammunition from them that's one less thing they get to beat me over the head with it did actually turn my belly button in yeah i used to have uh it wasn't nasty but it was out it wasn't i don't think there's anything see now that we're grown adults who gives a fuck you know but as as but when people make fun Exactly. Oh, it's all racial <laughs> shit. But uh, but it's like a, uh, when you get you're a kid, and anything that people use to ostracize you, you learn shame. Shame is a learned experience. Hundred percent. Shame is a learned experience that you um, that you basically deduce. By either looking around society and seeing the way some people behave and the way people react to it collectively to be like, ooh. And you know, okay, that behavior is not good. Okay. Or if everybody collaborates on shaming you for something, where you, whereas I didn't think my there was anything wrong with my belly button until people told me so. Is that shame is learned. Do you think there's – you don't think there's an inherent shame that we carry with other people? So you think – No. I'm talking shame versus guilt. Murdering's guilt and shame. I think. If I kill somebody, I'd feel shameful and guilty. I'd be like, oh fuck, I'm the kind of person who kills people. That's shame. And I'd also be like, oh shit, I killed somebody. I think shame and guilt are related, but they're distinct. I think you can feel guilt about something you've done, like a, like a crime or whatever. But for shame for having to be learned, guilt has to be learned. Mm-hmm. Okay, so using murder as an example, you're, I guess you're proposing that like we, we have to learn, no, we inherently know that murder is bad, so therefore my theory that all shame is learned is yeah. wrong with that exception. Or if, if following that line of logic, then you have to say that guilt is also learned. Right. Okay. You make an interesting point. I wonder if, uh, if you were just brought—I mean, if you were brought up in the woods, 
by a bunch of wolves. <laughs> okay, wolves, all right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you m- murdered, but you did it to survive. You wouldn't feel any guilt or shame because it would be the way of nature. If you I'm going to try and wrap my head around this society that you've If you were a regular person in regular society and nobody ever mentioned that yeah. murder is bad, how would you dodge that for so long? No, but you would you would learn from the outside. You would see on the news people being like, "And a guy got murdered today." If your parents didn't watch the news. Well, you'd look around and see nobody murdering anyone, so you'd be like, all right, the standard in society is to live in harmony. Okay, but and anything that goes against we that... We see people on the streets fucking, but we, don't, we know that people still do that. Like, you don't have to... Yeah, well... Yeah, yeah, that is. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> that... Well, that's because... They'd be shamed if they did them in public. People don't do some things in the streets because it's the idea of it is is shameful to do. There's public and private, okay, and you get okay, shamed yeah, for yeah, doing. Exactly. But then let's say nobody explained to this person that the reason why, people, why they never saw anybody murdering people was not because it's shameful to do in public, but because murder's wrong. Say that again. So they would misconstrue the idea of murder not as altogether bad. It's just something you do, you do behind closed doors. Closed doors yeah. But you would also hear through the grapevine that someone went missing. The grapevine? How often do you hear people go missing? How often do you hear people go missing? Someone gets murdered? How often do you hear that? You would hear about that. I don't get what you're trying to say here anymore. No, no, no. Like, <laughs> On a, okay. I honestly. I don't think you need to learn murder is bad. I think we just know that as people. I honestly think. You know what? Fuck it. I'm doubling down. I'm doubling down on my position. And I am saying with full confidence that guilt, shame, everything, all of it is learned. And we have to learn not to murder. And we have to learn. Not to steal, you know? That's why you would think without the Ten Commandments that why do we need the Ten Commandments? And I agree, we actually really don't because we already hold each other accountable to be like, don't, yeah, don't fucking murder because how would you like it, bitch? How would you like to be murdered, you know? And so, by extension, on a more superficial level, we learn, we learn shame, we learn what's shameful from the reactions of other people. So let's say, and until then, we're ignorant. So let's say, for example, 
you have a foot fetish. That is one of the things. Obviously, you can't do it in public because everybody would be like, oh, what the fuck? Gross. But you would also, you'd be like, oh, maybe <laughs> people like jumping up and down like a Looney Tunes character getting their feet shot at. Um, so like you could still mis misattribute that reaction to be like, oh, right, that's sex. That's something that happens behind closed doors. And then there's another level of shame there where if you're like betting somebody and you go right to their feet and you're like, nom, 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 and you nibble on their toes or whatever. And they're like, ew, get away from me. Then you've just learned shame right there about something that you're like, first time ever, you never saw porn, which is a lot easier than not learning about murder. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's getting away from me a little bit right now. But, but in that instance, Kink shaming. I think people learn that their kinks are sh are shameful by general sort of consensus. That's what kinks are. They're like pockets of sexual preferences, specific sexual preferences that get sort of shamed into little corners to different extensions. You know, like fucking the the worst ones. You know, like. Uh, like rape fantasies and shit like that that are like more really I feel bad for those people who have it because you can't like you can't control well with two consenting adults yeah yeah yeah, 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 you can you can set it up. It's what is it called? It's pre, pre-negotiated. Yeah, yeah, consensual non-consent, non-consensual consent, consensual. Right. Yeah. So like that, that is inherently consent. Um, shit. Where was I going with that? Oh, no, no, no. I was going with um. I was gonna say I feel bad. For people with the more uh, um, stigmatized kinks, because you can't you can't control any of uh, of that. You can't control your sexual preferences. You can't control where the, your your kinks come from, and you're just you gotta just deal with it. You gotta find somebody who's as into it as you are, and then good luck to you. You know. No, you can, but yeah. like it's gonna be hard to find somebody because some of them are more stigmatized than others. Okay, Websites. and thank God for the internet. Yes, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You could track somebody down. Yeah, <laughs> but like. The more this is the thing, and hear me out on this. I don't even know if I should say it, but this is the thing. Like, pedophiles are disgusting, and it's the idea of it is stomach churning and disgusting and awful. But it's not exactly like they made that choice. So whereas. The crime itself is horrible 
and and like devastating undeniably i'm not denying any of that i do spare the tiniest sliver of pity for somebody who's just born with that awful criminal Most of them, really? Yeah, so it becomes this thing where it's like, it's, it's born out of trauma. Oh, comes from trauma? But so, see, in that case, they're just a byproduct of, like, being a victim. Of, okay, well, if we killed all the pedophiles, then who's going to molest kids and make more pedophiles? You know? If we killed all the pedophiles, then who would, oh. Well, can't we just but chemically then, castrate them? Isn't that just the best? No, but then they wouldn't have any sexual urges. Is that what happens? I think so. I think it just kills their sex drive altogether. I thought it was just like, oh, you can't have, like, your reproductive organs castrated. No, because if you don't have balls, then you can't generate testosterone and you can't get... Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, it is testosterone and estrogen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's why, like, bodybuilders and everybody goes and shit like that. Mm-hmm. True. I mean, tell that to the American gladiators. They were fucking. They were getting it on. Yeah, they were getting it on. Anyways, I just know that, uh, you know, what I just said about pedophiles is good. Some people are going to be like, is Val supporting pedophiles? (laughs) I'm definitely not doing that. I just, like, feel the tiniest bit bad for somebody who just can't like serial killers too i spare a small (laughs) no that's different come on no they're both the same they're like both terrible awful fucking inexcusable things they're not attracted to murdering people but like it's a it's a impulse it's a compulsion that they never chose to have and it's a devastatingly horrible one They're psychopaths and, and like, like they just see people as obstacles. You know? They see people as obstacles. Well, how did that happen? They didn't just decide. They were born that way, but still, it's you know, still killing people. Jesus Christ. Yeah, exactly, and and get them out of the way for sure. Wait, but wait, get them out of the way. What do you mean? Get, people, get rid of serial killers somehow. I don't know. I Stop it from happening. Right. Oh no, I am not defending. Serial killers, nor pedophiles. I want that to be abundantly clear. Huh? Okay, good. Because if anybody out there fucking thinks I am, then your media literacy, your argument literacy is disgusting. Awful. Anyways, that's the only disclaimer I'm going to... You know what I'm saying by now. So American Gladiators. Anyways... Um, <laughs> I wish I could have been on that show. Uh, this is the one thing. Wait, wait, wait. Would you have done a cycle to get on that show? No. Nah. No? Nah. Nah. Done a cycle of, would I have done a cycle of steroids to be on that show? No. I, I would have been a contestant. I think they'd go, oh. Yeah, yeah, I would go on as a contestant. I would challenge them. I look at some of the events and some of them are like football style dodge and don't get tackled t- style things. And I was I was always quick as a fucking bunny rabbit. I was hard to take down. I was a white lightning. White lightning, yeah, that's what they called me on my football team. Oshawa Hawkeyes. 
It's called Hawk Eyes, but if you say it, it always sounds like hot guys. And I never. Huh? Oh, yeah? Because some people are like, come again? When I say, yeah, the Oshawa Hawkeyes, <laughs> they called a team of like 16 year olds the Oshawa Hot Guys. <laughs> Look at, here come the Hot Guys. Yeah, yeah, here come the Hot Guys. Uh, <laughs> the Hot Guys against the Cougars this weekend. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, I was I was quick and little, so I would, I would I think, but that's I think the point of that was part of the appeal of American Gladiators is that people would like watch it and be like I could do that, I could take them on, I could do that, but whenever you watch the joust when they have those two when they have the stick with the pillows on either end, every all the footage of them doing it they look so clumsy, and like they even got trained by a drill sergeant like a former Navy guy or whatever who at first trained the contestants, so the contestants had, like, a leg up, an advantage. Can you bring it? Yeah, bring up an image just so people know what I'm saying. But uh, the sergeant would train the contestants, and then eventually the contestants would beat the shit out of the gladiators. Look up American Gladiators Joust. That's, that's what it was called. Um, yeah, that's it. They would be on these tall 10-foot pedestals and the point was to knock your opponent off god and the gladiators were so cool the girls especially they were all so cool but they were built oh get fucked get fucked get knocked so cool hell yeah i can see why they would be celebrities you know um I see modern, literal modern gladiators. But the girls, that's the thing that steroids did to them. They would be like this inverted V shape. They had no hips and like huge shoulders. So from behind, they did look like, you know, a Californian fucking uh, Gold's Gym member <laughs> uh, on the beach on Malibu. Uh, just fucking pumping iron. Ah, was that Mr. Olympia five-time champion? Ah! Um, I think that's everything I wanted to say about American Gladiators. Hey, we're almost at an hour 25-ish. And I've been bobbing and weaving around this American Gladiators thing the whole time. Huh. You know? I'm, I think I'm getting kind of good at this uh, riffing just for the sake of riffing thing. Have you know? seen um, the Michael Jordan doc? The Michael Jordan doc? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that a yeah, long time ago. A lot of the things he even talks about the corporate exploitation. Like that. Yeah. You know, I just rewatched it. You know what storyline stood out to me? When Scotty Pippen refused to get surgery because he didn't want to recover because the Bulls refused to pay him. He was holding himself. Oh. Cool. That's like the level that. That's bold. Right? Yeah. And then he still came back. And then he still came back. Scotty Pippen held the what the franchise, I guess the. Yeah, like well, he you know he was like the number two guy for Jordan. Right. Jordan was pretty much carrying the Bulls. And he was injured. And it was about like the 
Uh-huh. Right. Ooh. He like leveraged his injury to get more pay. That's cool. That's smart. Good old Scotty Pippen. I remember in that documentary, he came. Wasn't he a little bit bitter that he was always kind of number two? He got mistreated. He was sort of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Rodman. The more I hear about Rodman, the more I'm like, that guy fucking rules. Yeah. Rodman rules. Yeah. Yeah. Rodman's. Rodman doesn't play by no rules. Robin's a real anarchist. No. Robin got his girlfriend's face tattooed on his own. Really? This I gotta see. That is such a Rodman thing to do. Oh, Rodman. That is such a Rodman thing to do. Power to him. Whatever, bro. Why is his face so puffy like that? What happened to him? Yeah, is that just... Oh, really? That's the alcohol bloat? Oh. How much do you have to drink to turn into that? I don't think you have to drink. I think it was just like like over a long period of time. Like if you're doing it your whole life, you're drinking it. Oh my God. Am I going to turn out like that? I don't know, not that much. I don't know. I have like two or three cocktails on the on a weekend show, Friday and Saturday. And then I kind of get drunk after. If you're drinking every day, that's what you gotta do. Okay, I'm not drinking every day, thank God. I'm gonna. A, a scary cautionary tale. Rodman's a G, but he looks like. Somebody went with a bike pump. They they put a bike pump in his mouth and just went. Psh, Do you psh, remember psh, the storyline where he goes to Vegas for forty eight hours? No. So there's a storyline in that documentary where it's like. I think I. Playoffs and Rodman's like, hey, I'm tired. I gotta go party for a while. Mm-hmm. And they don't need, like he's in the clip that they're playing while they're talking about it. Rodman just slams a Coors uh, Light. He throws it and then gets on a motorcycle. Yeah! 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 yeah. I vaguely remember that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He dated Madonna. Yeah. Man, Rodman's had a life. Rodman's really lived it up. And good for him, but his face looks like he was stung by a thousand bees. <laughs> um, <laughs> beard of bees. There, oh, that was such, there was an insult in high school. Poor girl. There was a girl with like really bad, a really bad skin condition. And I know who started this name, but they, Mackenzie Power was his name. And he started, like, a nickname for her called Beard of Bees. <laughs> and it's so mean. And I think about that sometimes because it's really funny. But it's so cruel. <laughs> mm. 
So, but I can call Rodman that. Old Rodman, beer to bees, Rodman. <laughs> Old Rodman, uh, bee lip gloss, wasp lip gloss. Um, yeah. All right. Well, don't drink, kids. Don't. I mean, drink, drink occasionally, sure, but not don't just. Don't drink unless you really want to drink, and don't drink unless you're getting the shakes and you have to drink to <laughs> get yeah, through the day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't drink unless you're Yeah, don't drink unless lightly pressured by your friends or the outside world. Don't drink unless work sucks and it helps you get through the day. <laughs> don't drink unless your wife and family are being kind of fucking assholes. Don't drink unless it, it helps you drive better. <laughs> but speaking of Rodman and drinking and driving. Uh, helps you get to the red lights. Yeah, yeah. Um I forget uh one of the women gladiators tells like a quick story about how like she hung out with Rodman, she was part of Rodman's posse, and that he destroyed her motorcycle. She bought like a crotch rocket. And and her story, she's like, he was more into Harleys, but he jumped on the crotch rocket and drove it directly into a wall and just destroyed it. It was like, fuck yeah, classic Rodman. And she and she in that story was like, I had to stop partying with him because he was nuts. It was like too much for Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Yeah. Constant. Which is, I kind of want to see what that's like just one time. Just one time. I want to go to Vegas with Rodman. Get a get a puffy face. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you could do that in St. Thomas, Ontario if you wanted to. That's usually where you go for that kind of puffy-faced alcoholism. <laughs> um, one more thing that I totally forgot that I wanted to specifically tell a joke about, and then we'll get out of here and wrap her up. Um, that's the thing. The gladiators talked a lot about how much they partied and they had this year and a half ish at least a full year of like touring. They did this like on the road show where they would, yeah, 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 where they would go from like city to city and they sold out Madison square garden and they would do like, they would bring the gladiators to you, to your town and like locals would audition and, and compete and whatever. <clears throat> pretty cool but it was like super grueling they would like be in a new city every two days and just like recovering doing shit out constantly getting beaten up and um <clears throat> but this was the charming part for me was they were talking about it so fondly they were like it was the pr probably the hardest part of being a gladiator but like the the amount that they partied in between on the bus and they got along with each other and they like, it just, they were a family and they all got along and it made me so happy. And, but this is the thing, um, they wouldn't get specific about the stories. I really wanted some stories. Of course they could. What was it, the 80s and 90s? This was going on? 90s, yeah. 90s, yeah. Shit. Early to mid 90s, yeah. Quaaludes were really big. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And some of them were like addicted to painkillers too. Yeah, you know. And like alcoholics. Yeah, yeah, and they didn't mention that a lot, but they they implied the, it. A lot of the steroid guys are really into alcohol. Yeah, that doesn't good. surprise me. Yeah. Really? I believe it. 
Um, but uh, where was I going with that? Oh, but so then the stories were a little bit disappointing. That was the only thing. I wanted some real dirt, right? And some of their stories ended in them being like, they were just, I think, you know, maybe it's their own group. Like, let's keep our lips shut. What happens on the tour bus stays on the tour bus. And absolutely, I have nothing but respect for that level of honor and uh, confidentiality among friends. But, you know, the stories ended up sounding like they were like, oh, we got wild. Okay. Trust us. We got wild. It sounded like an uncle trying to sound cool to young people being like I, back in your day you know some nights i'd have a six pack of smirnoff ices i'd stay up till 11 o'clock blasting some steely dan and you'd be like oh <laughs> that's what are you my school principal you suck you know so that's what the stories ended up sounding like to me it was just like a whole bunch of like oh we partied trust us and like i believe you but give me something more, you know, give us a little something. I don't know. Anyways, I have taken a full hour and a half to, t to tell you guys, watch the American Gladiators documentary, an unpaid ad on Netflix. This is an unpaid ad for American Gladiators. Go watch, uh, America, go watch Muscles and Mayhem on Netflix. Uh, I wish I could share my account with you guys. I would literally, I would just give you my account information right here, right now. <laughs> email and password in the yeah, email and password in the description. Uh, except if you're an orphan, you have work to do. You have homework. Tell us a story about orphanages and uh, foster care and stuff. Anyways, fuck yeah, dude. What American Gladiator, what name would I have? Tranny. <laughs> it would just be Tranny. No, what, what name would, what American Gladiator name would I have? Fucking... A-Rod and Jeter. <laughs> Remember that from last week? When I talked about how my biceps, I would name them <laughs> A-Rod and Jeter. Um, what name would I have? Targaryen? Dragon. I would want to be Dragon. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. It's so corny because it has to be. It's American Gladiators. They're all called, you know? They're all called Ice and, and Sky and Athena and Turbo and Laser and Gemini. Gemini. Ugh. You know, named after a fucking horoscope. Get out of here. The guy weighs like 280 pounds. Don't call him a thing that, you know, some wannabe fortune teller is like, oh, Gemini, you're a Gemini. Moon is in retrograde. You shouldn't. Invest in your future. Oh, love is in the horizon. Shut up. Um, what name? I, I like dragon, but I want to find something maybe a little bit on the feminine side. Just a little bit. Girl dragon. <laughs> that would be my gladiator name. They would have to put girl in front. Girl dragon. <laughs> Pink dragon. Oh, man. I got to find a good name before we wrap this up. I'll settle with dragon. Ah, drag in. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good enough. <sighs> Fry boy, call me. Just call me Fry boy. Oh, jeez, that would be my character. That would be awesome if I like 
if I played a pubescent boy who's who was going through puberty, but puberty hit him so hard that he was like super monstrous and jacked, but still doesn't have he's like socially awkward and doesn't have a whole lot of self confidence. So he's like kind of like Morty from Rick and Morty, just being like, "Huh, jeez," just holding the jousting stick. Like I don't, I really don't want to hurt you, sir. You know, I would play that character. That would be fun. Anyways. Um, that's this week's episode. We didn't get to my notebook, um, but we'll get to it eventually. We take it easy here on Al Val's Corner. That's right. I just renamed the podcast. That's what it's called now. In perpetuity, throughout the universe, forever. And, uh, thank you for listening to Podgus because guess what? I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, I am grateful to you, uh, in perpetuity, throughout the universe, forever. Uh, make sure you like, make sure you subscribe, make sure you make clips, make sure you uh, follow me on social media, Al Val Comedy. Make sure that you just stay a fan because good things are coming. I'm recording an album in mid-September. It's going to be dope, but you don't need to know that yet. I'm going to announce it. Tickets are going to be on sale soon. But anyways, in the meantime, thanks for listening. Bye.